Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On the front lines of Houston sports. Let's go! You're in the trenches with N.D. Kalu. N.D. Kalu. Welcome in. Happy Monday to everybody out there in Radio Land. I'm N.D. Kalu. He is Chris Gordy, Jacob Beck on the other side of the glass, making it happen until 12 noon. Talking all things sports with that special emphasis on the number one sport in the history of sports. But come on now. Only two cities are still left cheering on their major league baseball team, and Houston is one of them. So we welcome, we encourage, we expect all Astro fans to also get in the trenches with us as they get ready to take on the Atlanta Braves and hopefully, just hopefully, they'll be able to hoist up that trophy and prove to be the best team in Major League Baseball. So all you baseball fans, don't be scared to get in the trenches. Also, it's still very early in the season and it's pretty much what we expected out of the Rockets. Young, scrappy team had their troubles against the Boston Celtics. If you want to call in and talk a little Houston Rockets as we have a regular season underway. We will take those calls as well. Or if you want to call in and talk about arguably the biggest upset in college football this year, that is not hyperbole for all you that check the lines. There's a team right here in Houston that despite being 23 point underdogs, despite playing against a team that had never lost a home game since 2017, they go in there and they tag that behind. Yes, we're talking about the Rice Owls with their huge win against Alabama in Alabama, 30 to 24 with their third string quarterback. Think about this, Chris. They're 23 point underdogs going in. They're going into a stadium where the home team has not lost since 2017. And oh, by the way, they're starting their third string quarterback. But you know what? Rice Owls, we just rise. We rise against the challenges. And they still beat Alabama, Birmingham, 30 to 24. <laughs> Anytime you can win with a quarterback named Wiley, I think you're uh, you're doing something right. Need to give a shout out, too, to the Houston Cougars. Who's Figuring out? it out. There was like a five-hour rain delay oh. on Saturday night. It was absolutely brutal. But somewhere around midnight, they uh, got the win in overtime over ECU. So don't look now, man. The Cougs are 6-1. and one. And look, timing of this sucks. They're going to play SMU on Saturday night. It's a monster game against a top 20 opponent. World Series is going to be going on. The excuse of the Braves. Now, it's in Atlanta, the game. So, look, I'm sure they'll be putting in you know, clips of the game on the monitor. People will have their phones out or whatever. But I would encourage anybody who can go out and support the Cougs this weekend. Because, man, what a win that would be for Dana Holgerson and the crew if they could uh, pull the upset off on, on SMU here in Houston. Do you think that that truly is going to affect the attendance? That's an interesting thought. Like, if you're a U of H Cougar <laughs> hey, fan. I had buddies at the Rockets game Friday night. Uh, Matt Thomas was there uh, with Adam Clanton. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, man, this... 
It just it was the home opener for the Rockets. Right. It just like Hakeem Olajuwon came out and did the first shot. Paul Wall, Slim Thug, and and Bun B all performed at halftime. The light light the fuse song, like all this cool stuff going on. Gerald Green held his retirement ceremony before the the game, announcing he's joining the Rockets coaching staff, and all that kind of just got overshadowed because the Astros were down the street clinching the AL pennant and going back to the World Series. So, in one thing, it's a blessing. It's great to have all these great sports things going on but man yeah it's sometimes it's kind of it's rough when you got multiple things going on at one time you know absolutely and shout out to the houston astros and the way they did it just so exciting and when you look we talked about the pitchers and the struggles that they've had but they definitely came through so shout out to the houston astros as they get ready to take on the Atlanta Braves. Here's where I'm a little bit nervous, but a little bit comforted with the matchup against the Atlanta Braves. When you look at the Braves, they've had that magical season. They've made it this far. They only had 87, 88 regular season wins. Uh, they lost their best player in the summer, arguably their best player, uh, Ronald Okuna, with that torn ACL football injury. That's why it sticks out in my mind. And they're still able to get to this point. But typically, when you see those stories in sports, I don't know if I want to call it luck. I don't know if I want to call it the Cinderella type story. It runs out before they really win it all. Before they win it all, when you get to that final series, when you get to that championship game, the better team ends up prevailing. And I get the sense that this has been their magical season. You lose your best player. You get this far. And, and if I'm not mistaken, they have the least amount of wins of all the teams entering the MLB playoffs this year, the Atlanta Braves. So I think this is where the buck stops. This is where the magical season starts. Or does it continue to go? And again, they're playing with house money. They're, they're coming into this series like, hey, we weren't supposed to be here. No one expected us to get this far. We've lost our star player, you know, early in the well, summer. So they're going to kind of just have that. Let's just go out there and have fun. Attitude. There, a few things with the with the uh, Braves. They mm -hmm. lost uh, Mike Soroka, who is arguably their best pitcher, Cy Young candidate. They lost him at the start of the year. Right. Acuna, Acuna, they 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 lose in the middle of the season. Marcelo Zuna missed most of it. He was the last year's NL home run leader, and their catcher Travis Darno is one of the best in baseball. They lost him for over two months. So. There was a lot of things with the Braves at the trade deadline. They made a they made a move. They brought in three new outfielders, and all three of those guys, including Eddie Rosario, has been killing it for them. So, yeah, it, let's not buy into the Cinderella thing just yet with the Braves because that's a really good team with some really good pitching. And by the way, the guy who eliminated the Astros from the postseason last year, Charlie Morton, former Astros World Series hero, he would pitch for the Rays last year, took the Astros out in Game 7 of the ALCS. He'll be starting tomorrow night in Game 1 of the World Series for the Braves. So, no love lost there between Charlie Morton. He'll always be a hero here in Houston, but, man, let's hope he gets rocked tomorrow night. 713-212-5790 if you want to jump in. And this is in the trenches, and we haven't even mentioned that there was an NFL <laughs> you game. That, huh? <laughs> yeah, so well, we are not biased and we're not just going to talk Texans. I know a couple times people who don't listen to the show, they'll call in after listening to five minutes and say, how come you're not talking Astros? Hey, we're starting with the winners this show. But what was your favorite score, Andy? Mine was the safety. Well, it's either that or the uh, <laughs> the field goal. Get, get this, only three, not only, actually more than I expected, three other teams 
only scored three points on offense. So the Carolina Panthers, the Kansas City Chiefs, we'll get to that later, and the Chicago Bears. So at least the Houston Texans are in good company by only being able to put up three points with their offense. But did anybody else, was any other team held to just 160 yards of total offense? In an NFL game, Andy, this isn't college football. You weren't playing Georgia Bull, the Georgia Bulldogs defense that every week holds people like under 200 yards. You had under 200 yards of offense in an NFL game. I know you say any given Sunday, and these are all professionals, but this team's bad, man. No, that goes to my point. Any given Sunday, and these are all professionals, that's what makes it so much worse. <laughs> because regardless of what you think about Davis Mills, Brandon Cooks, uh, Mark Ingram, they're professionals, and you expect them to put up a better showing against the Arizona Cardinals. It, it was embarrassing, 31-5. to The best part of this game? Because this is, I don't want to call him a secret, but for whatever reason, we don't see a lot of Kyler Murray. The best part of this game was the Houston Texans fan uh, had a chance to see live and in color a top three quarterback in the and, NFL, and, in Kyler Murray. And I'll give the Texans defense this. Early on, they were getting after Kyler. They mm-hmm. were hitting the snot out of him. And I was like, where did this come from? Uh, what's his name? Walker. He got a couple good licks in. Grenard. Like, they were, they were bringing it. So, give him credit early. But, yeah, later, as the game went along, it's... Uh, Kyler Murray was just finding every receiver he could down the field and uh, having a field day. Yeah, so I noticed uh, in the fourth quarter that Davis Mills had completed, I think, 18 passes for 100 yards. He finished the game uh, 23 of 32 for 135 yards. And uh, I did a little research, and with an average uh, completion of 4.2 yards, that is the lowest of all time in NFL history. That's wow. Wow. Yeah, that, that's bad. That That's just bad. You just where do you go from here? Even if Tyrod Taylor comes back, it's kind of like okay, and do you get excited when and if Tyrod? I guess I should say when, not if. When Tyrod Taylor comes back, what's the expectation? When I look at their remaining schedule, and I know there are ten games left, and they're going to be a couple of oh, they pulled off an upset type wins, but man, you can't even muster up two two more victories if you're being realistic about this team. They look bad. Think about this. This could be good, bad, or indifferent, depending where you're, how you're looking at it. You can argue that Jonathan Grenard is the best player that's actually playing right now. He has six sacks on the season, and screw the sacks, just an eye test. He's making some good moves and good plays, and this is a guy that was a healthy scratch early on. Jonathan Grenard, and you have to throw out Brandon Cooks. I mean, obviously, he's been pretty consistent, but Jonathan Grenard is now playing his way to arguably be your best player on the field. Did you catch any of his post-game comments? Aaron Wilson tweeted out. Who's? Uh, uh, John Grenard. Oh, no, no, no. It was real. Like, he, you know, they basically asked him about the game. He was he was dropping some expletives. He was like, look, man, we fought our ass, we fought our ass off today. I know that, he goes, the score is not indicative of how we, like, we felt like we put it all out. We tried our damnedest, is what he was saying. He goes, we practice hard, we play hard, like, we came ready to play. And it sucks that at the end of the day, the scoreboard looks like it did. But he goes, man, I know we we laid it all out there. We tried our, our hardest. And that, like, when you hear him talking, you're like, it just sucks. It's like your team's just not good enough. But you know what he means by we? Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, 
we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Me? No. The defense. <laughs> yeah, well, Lonnie Johnson's got three picks in the year. He's he's not he's playing pretty decently. So right. Far. When he says we, he's talking about the defense. And like you said, when you look at the score, 31 points, you think, ah, they didn't play that great. But if you watch the game, like you mentioned, especially early on, they, they came out there, the defense, ready to win, ready to bring the, the hurt to them. Speaking of defense, this – I try to stay in my older age and with my blood pressure going up. I try to stay away from the things that really annoy me. That call against Malik Collins, one of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. That, that, I, I don't care where you stand, and I'm not even going to throw out, oh, the ref must have never played football so he doesn't understand. That was a bad call. I mean, Kyler Murray's already five foot nothing, and yeah. then Malik Collins. And he's mobile. He's mobile. So you don't get a hand on him. He's getting free. There isn't anything. First of all, that was a great play by Malik Collins. The way he defeated the offensive lineman, the way he closed the gap to the quarterback. When you're playing against those mobile quarterbacks, you don't want to break down. That's what they want because when you give them a two-way go, they're going to embarrass you. And then it wasn't even that Malik Collins hit Kyler Murray's uh, head. Kyler Murray's head hit his arm. (laughs) Like the way he ducked down and tried to – move it was horrible this is where we are protect the quarterback at all costs but even to a point where you're over protecting him and here's the thing i don't know who the d-line coach is now if if he's worth anything when they're watching film and they're watching film as we speak and they're watching that play that d-line coach should look back at malik and say hey there's nothing else you could have done great play you know sometimes you have these coaches where if there's a penalty even if it's a stupid call they try to coach up the player, but all you can say is great play, Malik. Uh, and to, to uh, you guys' point about the defense playing well, I would I ask you, Indy, I mean, I'm sure you played in games where, the, where as as a defensive player, like the defense was playing well, but you just keep seeing the offense going out there, three and out, three and out, punt, punt, not scoring, and that's got to that's gotta take a take a toll on the defense, just thinking, man, what do we have to do? Like, we keep getting stopped, but you guys just can't put any points on the board. No, after a while, it almost becomes like two teams. Like, I've had good defensive coaches when we're in a situation like you just explained, Jacob, <laughs> where without throwing the offense under the bus, they're like, hey, we can only control what we can control, and that's their way of saying, you know what, you hold this team to under 14 points, 17 points, and if we still lose, then that's on the offense. Quick timeout. Barry, Ronnie, we see you there in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Eight ball will come out hard with the gangster lead. Go smile for the women that be jocking the green. Welcome in, welcome back. Happy Monday to everybody out there in Radio Land. Somebody tweeted at me saying, man, you sound pretty excited after – the Texans lost to the Cardinals. It's not even about that. It's, I mean, think about it. And I keep reiterating this, and it's not because we're the home of the Astros, but it does make it that much more exciting. This is the Super Bowl for baseball, for football fans that, you know, kind of casually watch baseball, not to take anything away from the World Series, but this is it. There's only two teams left, and the Houston Astros have a real chance of beating the 
Atlanta Braves and getting another World Series championship. And for me, I'm a Dusty Baker fan. The more that I learned about Dusty Baker, growing up, I always heard about Dusty Baker and, you know, how many barriers he had to knock down for the African-American players, managers, and his relationship with Hank Aaron. But the more I read about it, the more I hear from this guy, the more I hate uh, hate I see thrown his way when something good happens. Oh, it's the numbers. It's the analytics. When something bad happens, oh, that Dusty Baker needs to be fired. So I'm rooting for Dusty. You know, I'm rooting for Dusty so he can tell all his critics uh, to shove it up where the sun don't shine. So I'm definitely excited about the Houston Astros. And as a team, I mean, from uh, Bregman to, to the obvious, the Carlos Correas of the world, the Jose Altuve's. I mean, just think about that story. Jose Altuve sitting at 5'6", but one of the biggest names in Major League Baseball. Like, when you see a kid who thinks he's too small to play any sport, Jose Altuve is a name that you bring up. Like, no, don't let anybody ever tell you that you're too small to accomplish anything. This team is just so easy to root for. And, yeah, let's let the bad guys outside of Houston win this thing and shove it and stick it to the rest of the country. You caught up with uh, Chaz McCormick yesterday during their their workout, right? I did. You wanna you wanna hear a little bit of that? I absolutely do. Let's uh let's let's get him situated with the phones, but I want to hear the whole thing. I don't want to hear a little bit of it, so let's maybe shoot it for next uh next segment because you had a one on one with Chaz McCormick, and I think the people are gonna appreciate that. Seven one three two one two five seven nine zero Barry, what's going on, Barry? Gentlemen, way to go, October. Baseball, football, and basketball. Let's do it briefly on all three. Ended. No one else can get on the Cincinnati Rams bandwagon except me. I was the first one to call that, okay? So, so you be the guard on that. Anybody calls in supporting Cincinnati and the Rams? They know a barrier to fix. Okay, However, okay. I, would I, got you. I would not be disappointed if the NFC Championship boiled down to the Rams and the Cowboys. I wouldn't be so sad as Cowboys won. Real quick, you mentioned, you mentioned Cincinnati. Jamar Chase... That what he's doing with Joe Burrow right now. I mean, it's a it was a bad day for all the people who were yelling. They should have taken Panay Sewell. Why didn't they draft an old lineman? Yeah, Joe Burrow still gets hit from time to time. But man, when you got a weapon like Jamar Chase and you guys are on the same page with that chemistry, Jamar Chase has generated more receiving yards through seven games than any player in NFL history, mm. breaking a 1954 record. Okay, moving on to basketball. It's all over. Steph Curry should be the MVP. Right, <laughs> three games in. <laughs> uh, and, and baseball, if you had to talk between a four-game sweep of the Braves or a seven-game Donnie Brook, but after the one in the last game of the seventh game, which one would you take? Seven games. No, four-game sweep. Yeah, I want. I want dominance. I want dominance. I don't need drama down to the wire. No, but seven games the season lasts longer, especially hey. if they're going to win it. Yeah, no, give me the four-game dominance beatdown. <sighs> I want to I want to extend this party for as long as possible. Ronnie from that north side. What's up, Ronnie? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing today? Good. How are you? Doing pretty. Not even to touch base with the man on the Rockets, man. I, that boy Jalen Green, man. He's looking like he's gonna be a beast pretty soon here, man. And uh, I know he was a huge Kobe Bryant fan, and you know I, I think he's kind of living up to that. You know, uh, even though it's still. He's still a rookie early in the season and whatnot, man, but I think he's going to bring a lot to the table. I did want to touch base on the um, on the Astros as well real quick. Uh, it was, I was reading an article today. There's a the guy's name, man, but at the moment. But uh, I know his dad is a coach for the Atlanta Braves. I thought that was pretty neat that they're going to have a son and father dual type of deal. Um, one more thing real quick before I let you all go. Uh, as far as the uh, Texans go, 
what do y'all think about the uh, them trading? You know, some of the some of the older but good players such as uh, Brandon Cooks to kind of pack up on the the the, the draft picks. Obviously, we're in a rebuild mode. I mean, it would just make sense to kind of let these guys go run after a championship, give them a chance. You know, I heard an interview with Brandon Cooks earlier, and it, he just sounded like he was out of there, man. It sounded like he was almost rooting for the other team, almost, in a way. <laughs> just kind of get a feel for what y'all think about it. I appreciate that call. Look, here's the thing. I get trying to get the the draft picks and get younger players, but... Man, you still got to have some veteran leadership. People are talking about trading Laramie Tunsil, Brandon Cooks. They don't have any running backs right now that I'm I'm excited about for the future. And I will say this because I was a big uh, pounding my fist on the table for Philip Lindsay. I'm not going to say that I was wrong. I'm still wondering why they haven't given him the same chances they've given Mark Ingram. Like, yeah, what's going on at weird. practice? What's going on in the meeting room where Philip Lindsay hasn't been giving the the carries, the opportunities, the same opportunities as Mark Ingram? But yeah, I, I get given up on the season. But my thought is, okay, if you trade away Brandon Cooks, you trade away Larry Tunsil, you trade away, you know, I know Justin Reed's not thrown out there, but the few veteran leaders that you still have left, then what? Are you that? Sold? Are you that comfortable? Are you that? Uh, are you giving that much? Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, for to uh, Nick Casario that you think he's going to hit with all of these picks? And keep in mind, we're not talking about trading away Brandon Cooks or Larry Tunsil for first or even second round picks. We're talking about compiling third round picks, fourth round picks. No, I, I'm not that excited about that. I'm expecting them to. Make do with the picks that they currently have. Keep a couple of veteran leaders. I still think Brandon Cooks can give you three to four more good years. And that with a mixture of young talent, yeah, then you could expect this team to start the rebuild. But the quarterback, I mean, the quarterback issue is huge. It's glaring. I like, think Davis Mills is not the guy. I think Brandon Cooks can give three or four more good years to another team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he's absolutely a candidate to be moved at the trade deadline. Nico Collins, you know, he had a couple flashes this weekend. Uh, looks like he's back healthy, so you know he'll be your guy that you'll want to, you know, build or you know start to build and, and get some reps and build for the future. But Brandon Cooks isn't going to be around here. For, yeah, but when the- you say see Jamar Chase, and I know he has Joe Burrow, that's a talent you build around. What has Nico Collins done no, to say I, I shouldn't I'm say build, build around, around, but like he's a piece. He's a rookie who will be here for the next several years. He's a piece. What, in other words, this is a full teardown and rebuild. Mm-hmm. Where are my pieces? What am I excited about for the future? You just mentioned okay, the whole running back room. Collins? What's that? Why are you excited about Collins outside of him being young? He's he's shown a couple flashes. Now, okay. I thought they should have gotten the ball a little bit more yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the offensive line stunk. He didn't, didn't have much time. It's Davis Mills throwing the football. But I think you'll see if Tyrod Taylor does come back this weekend and he is the guy, I think he he's – He's going to be more apt to get Nico Collins gotcha. the ball a little bit more, and I respect that. and again you'll see some some things. But I'm with you, like the running back room. There's nothing exciting uh, about that because it's just all old guys. And that's why I said, like, man, you should have you should have brought in more, more undrafted rookies. I, I get okay, we, you know, Nick Casario wants to go. We didn't have a lot of draft picks. What do you want us to do? Okay, fine, but you should have brought in. Remember, they signed so many free agents. That when it got to the end of the year, they're like, you know, we're we're not going to sign many undrafted free agents. We we we've already got a full roster. Yeah, but your roster's crap. Like, go get some of these guys that the diamonds in the rough, the Arian Fosters, the undrafteds. That give them a shot, and you never know. Maybe they pan out, and there's something there. By the way, Andy, Texans have the worst point differential in the NFL. I know they have one more win than the 0 seven Detroit Lions, 
But the Detroit Lions have been outscored by 72 points this year. The Houston Texans have been outscored by 106 <laughs> points this year. Wow. That it, is unbelievable. It, it, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. And here's the thing about running backs. I know if you've listened to the show over the years, you think that you may think that I think it's easy. I have nothing but respect for running backs. It's the most violent position in the NFL. But I just feel like you can find good running backs. Look at uh, uh, the Cleveland Browns with what they did with uh, Case Keenum leading the way to the victory that they just had. And Dearness, was it Dearness Johnson? Yeah, yeah Dearness Johnson, kid out of South Florida, had a monster game. And is he their first string running back? No. Second string running back? No. He's their third string running back, and he rushes for over 100 yards and dominates that game. So my point is you can find, especially a young, hungry fifth, sixth, seventh undrafted rookie is on a team like the Texans who's going to do, go out there and do any and everything in his power to prove that he belongs in the NFL. That's the one position group I would have felt comfortable with them going with the youngsters. 713-212-5790. Mark, J Money, Brian Perry, we see you there. You'll go up next. And later on during the 10 o'clock hour, we had a one-on-one -on -one with Chaz McCormick. Chris Gordy had a chance to sit down with him. You don't want to miss that as we are celebrating those Astros in the trenches only on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in. Welcome back in the trenches. Hope you're enjoying your Monday. And if you're a part of the show, we appreciate you. We thank you. 713-212-5790 as we celebrate all sports, but a special emphasis on the number one baseball team in Major League Baseball. We are going to get a lot of Astro talk. Chris Gordy was able to catch up with Chaz McCormick, so we'll definitely hear that interview. Was it one-on-one? -on -one or so You got the exclusive? Yeah, this is one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, that's big time. Like Oprah. You got that Oprah treatment. Got the one-on-one. <laughs> -on -one wasn't exactly like that. <laughs> with Chaz McCormick. So definitely looking forward to hearing that. Brian, welcome to the show, Brian. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on, Andy? Man, it's good to hear from you. Hey, uh, you know, of course it's all Astros, but let's talk about them boys on Kirby. I don't know if you heard what I told Matt Thomas last Friday, but, you know, they're homeless now because we renamed Kirby Drive to Farmer Avenue, so... I don't know where the Texans are going to go. <laughs> anyway, the funny thing is, I heard that, and I don't know if this is actually true or not, maybe just, but the Astros have actually outscored the Texans in the last two weeks. Has anybody heard that? And I think that's freaking hilarious. But I look at the Texans, I look at the Astros to take it in like six. I'm hoping five, but I'm thinking maybe six. And, and what do you guys think about that? I appreciate the call. You know what? And I talked about this last week. Unlike football, it is so tough to predict when. For me, it's tough to predict wins and losses for baseball. You just don't know what's going to happen on the mound. You don't know whose bats are going to be awake. I mean, during the playoffs for the Houston Astros, 
if you really think about it, it's been amazing with the injuries to Lance McCullers, the issues they've had with the pitchers not being able to go three innings, the starting pitcher. Then for the last two games, the pitching to just turn around the way it did. You couldn't predict that. So it's not that I'm avoiding it, and I'm maybe Chris has an answer, Brian. It's just tough for me to say six, seven, five. You just don't know what you're going to get out of the Atlanta Braves relievers. It's it's going to be tough. They have some good relievers. Too. Yeah. They have some good. I I'd almost. I mean, I would say they they have the edge in starting pitching. I think the Astros have a slight edge in and the offense in the lineup, but Braves have a good lineup too. I mean, these are two good teams and they're here for a reason. So, yeah. I mean, I'd love to say Astros win in five or you know they'll they'll win. Uh, went out in Atlanta and, and not have to come back to Houston, but uh, you know it's it's all it's all relative. And and tomorrow night will be a good tone center if Framber can give them a good outing and, and they get a win in Game One. I'll feel really good about it. Uh, Greg Rajan from the Houston Chronicle tweeted this out last night. This kind of relates back to his uh, his point. Andy, the last time the Texans scored a touchdown on the road, the Astros still had 13 regular season games left. Wow. The Astros have played 23 games since the Texans have scored a touchdown. Wow. Yeah. On the road. Mark, what's up, Mark? Morning, man. Uh, I had a couple of things on the Astros, but first I wanted to relate to Brian. Don't underestimate Atlanta because they've been the hottest team since August. They were playing 500 ball in August, and they are a dadgum good team. I think, uh, and I'm going to get tired of that tomahawk chalk after about three games. That tomahawk chalk and that, uh, you know, the Indian yell, that's going to get old. But anyway, uh, on Dusty Baker, first of all, uh, if y'all could comment after I get off on the rosters, when are the rosters set for the World Series? And do you, do you foresee any changes from the... Uh, league championship series, but you can answer that when we get off. But I wanted to comment on Dusty. Dusty's old school, which I love. Uh, he's seen it all. I hated him when he was a player for the Dodgers and we were in the National League. But he's been managers of five teams, won all these games, and uh, he's seen it all. He's old school. He tells it like it is. And the funniest thing he said the other day, and it reminds me of my upbringing, he said, I was up in a tree one day, and I told my dad, I said, hey, I can't get down. He said, his dad said, well, you got up there, you find a way to get down. You know, that's the way we were brought up. Uh, but anyway, Dusty's a great guy, loving. I hope he stays here, no matter whether we win or lose the World Series, and I'll let you guys go. Thank you. All right, appreciate the call. As far as the roster, the only thing I've read that we know is that they've named uh, Framber Valdez as the starting pitcher. Other than that, I don't know. I think it's tomorrow at 10 a.m. They have to officially announce the the roster. Now, there will be one interesting tweak. Jake Myers, uh, he's been out there taking part in the workouts and stuff, but the sense is he's not going to be ready to go. So do you value him uh, keeping him on the roster as a pinch runner? Because you kind of have Jose Siri for that. Or do you, you know, do you say, all right, well, we're better off going with somebody else as an option? Um, you know, they kept on the ALCS. They kept three catchers. Garrett Stubbs w- was there, um, you know, just in case. I, and then there's the Lance McCullers thing. We know we're pretty good vibe that McCullers is not going to be yeah. part of the World Series roster. So there's a couple of things up in the air that the you know will be interesting to see what the Astros do. 
713-212-5790. Jay Money, what's up, brother? What's up, uh, Andy, Chris, and old Jacob? Let me go down the list. First of all, the Astros deserve where to be where they at. The owner, Mr. Crane, he brought in the right people to run the organization and to, and they the perfect example of how do you build a, a, a organization that puts them in the position to win. The Rockets, with Tillman Petita, at least he's want he's doing everything that's that shows that he's wanting to put his money into an organization that's going to really mean something. And then when you compare those two organizations to where the present ownership of the Texans is going, it's a big difference. And just like that, that stat that uh, Chris just talked about, about 13 games and hasn't scored a touchdown, at some time in point, Chris, this is that time where I've been harping on where expanding the show. Because even you are getting tired now of the Texans and the situations that they are being put in and the embarrassment of, on national TV of showing what this organization has done. So maybe now I get a chance to hear about the third-string quarterback of the Hootie Hoo Ha. Or maybe I get a chance to hear about uh, the Cougars coming up playing SMU. Or even so much as Texas Southern or HBU, you know, Always, and my favorite, maybe now we'll possibly work on that 30-minute segment show of rising stars in the high school level because you got a number of teams here that's going to be up, that's buying for the playoffs and possibly a, a state championship run. So a lot of this is going to play in going forward, and I just wanted to get that out, get y'all take. Y'all go Astros. Appreciate it. Yeah, Chris. It's all your fault. You run iHeartMedia Houston. And because we're not talking about the... I like that name, though. Rising Stars. 30-minute podcast of stars. But anyway, I will say this. He brought up something that I found interesting when he mentioned Tillman Fertitta. And even though the Rockets are expected to struggle, I don't think anybody... And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think anybody out there is pointing at Tillman Fertitta saying, hey, he's mismanaging the the organization. There were some people questioning the last... You know, ever since he took over... Oh, is he is he in a just a money grab? Is he mm-hmm. is he going to spend the money? And they're trying to get under the luxury tax and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they knew as soon as James had intimated he he was demanding a trade, they knew a rebuild was going to start. The thing is, how how quick can you hit the ground running with the rebuild? They did. They hit the ground right. running. They found Kevin Porter basically for a second round pick. You know, off the scrap heap, they got him. You know, they, they ended up getting the number two pick. They got Jalen Green. So I saw, I think it was Dune and Katie tweeted last night. He said, I mean, look at this. Both the Texans and the Rockets are in a rebuild. Yeah, they both are. But the the difference is the Rockets, if you watch that game last night, man, it was entertaining. Right. Yeah, they lost, but it was entertaining to watch. Tell me anybody who was entertained watching that Texans game yesterday. You were entertained by the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like as a guy who's rooting for the Texans, 
I was like, oh, good. I get a chance to see Kyler Murray. And he made some plays where I was like, oh, yeah, th- this guy is the truth. Of uh, seeing J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins score that touchdown. Was that homage? Was he giving props to Arian Foster when he did that? So, yeah. So that- well, for those that don't know bad radio, for if you didn't see it, DeAndre Hopkins uh, scored a touchdown. Then he did the same celebration that uh, Arian Foster typically did where it looks like it's a prayer stance. So DeAndre did that before in Houston. But here mm-hmm. was the difference. And, and Ross Villarreal pointed this out on Twitter. He said he called them over and did the sign of a cross to each one. And he said it's almost like he was calling a prayer group. And I said, oh, "Oh, man, is that a shot at Jack Easterby, who was, you know, presumably him and O'Brien were behind trading DeAndre away, that that was maybe a shot. And there were a bunch of people saying, no, that's his that's his celebration. He's done that forever. No, no, no. He has never done where he calls other people over, does the sign of the cross. I didn't see the sign of the cross. That might be a little blasphemy there. I just thought it was one of those deals where he was showing love to Arian Foster. All right, quick timeout. Perry Reagan, we see you. And also we have a one-on-one with Chaz McCormick. You definitely don't want to miss that. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Ooh, remember last week when the Houston Astros were taking on the Boston Red Sox and we were talking about how much better the music scene was Houston versus Boston? Now, I still believe this, but Atlanta, when, when, the, when the series starts, Jacob, and you have to come back with Atlanta bump back music versus Houston, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. They got the Goody Mob, Outcast. They got a lot, T.I., but Houston still has the edge. I think we should just go with the uh, International Players Anthem as the, the theme for the series. No, let's give it to them. Okay. Let's give it to them. Let's give it over to Perry see what he wants to talk about. What's going on, Perry? Good morning, uh, ND, Chris. Hey, look, man, ND, look here, man. You right. You spot on. I got two points. Look here. The Texans. That buffoon that owns that team, he needs to sell the team. And whoever buy it, get rid of that GM. I don't even know his name. I ain't gonna even try to pronounce it, but this guy hasn't been in the media, hasn't and if he if he has, I hadn't seen him. And this just like what you say, Indy, even if they got ten number ones for Deshaun, I don't trust him or that buffoon Easterby picking nothing over there, man. So look here. If people don't start clamoring for the McNairs to sell this team to somebody that know what they're doing to get rid of it because ever since his dad has died, he not only has he ran this team into the ground, he has allowed what they had back in the day to potentially one or two players away from getting to an AFC championship, possibly playing in the Super Bowl. So until this team, until they sell this team, I'm hoping people that are season ticket holders to realize that this team is not going to be nowhere near winning anything until probably the next five years. And and if they keep Easterby over there, they're never going to win anything. But look, Andy, before you let me go, man, look here. The Astros, I wanted to also bring up to you, I listened to Larry this morning called Sean. He brought back memories talking about back in the day, man, when we was coming up as kids in this city. And, man, let me tell you. I thought back when the Rockets won their two championships, and now the Astros on the verge, if they pull this off, if they pull it off and pull this championship off, that they will, in the history of this city and sports franchises, 
to me, will not only be at the pinnacle of Mount Rushmore in this city, but they will have had the longest run in any sports in this history of this city. Almost, if they get it to me, you have to consider them to be a dynasty and for what they've accomplished in these last five years. So my thing is, look, Indy, keep harping on if you get 20 number one picks that you don't know what you're getting, man, because every time you say that because you played this game, and I agree with you, you don't know what you're getting. And then not only that, I don't have confidence in that guy and needs to be over there. Like I said, I can't pronounce his name because he's a Belichick. Casario. Yeah, okay, Casario. But still, he uh, hey, what has he done, Chris? Man, come on. This guy's going to run this team further into the ground if you give him 20 number one picks because he has not done nothing as of yet, and they won't do nothing. But, Andy, look, man, keep doing what y'all doing, you and Chris. Man, I love y'all's show. Don't call in as much, but I do be listening, man. Keep doing what you're doing to be number one in this city. We love you, man. Thank you, Perry. That means a lot to us. Really, really does mean a lot to us. You, you know, I don't even want to get into comparing as far as, okay, if the Astros win this series, does that put them over the 90s Rockets when they won back-to-back? I, I think you could celebrate them both. Right. We're in we're in it now, so we're feeling it now. But man, what, what three out of the last five uh, World Series for the Houston Astros? If they win it, I agree with Perry. You can talk dynasty. I say now with the way the world is with free agency and just how teams and players move from team to team, you, you don't have to last as long as you did in the back in the day to be considered a dynasty. But no, at the very minimum, you're talking about one of the best sports organizations in professional sports. Like period, not not in MLB, but in professional sports, you you can put the Astros up there, and then obviously you have the New England Patriots. What they've done has just been ridiculous with Tom Brady. Now that he's jumped ship, reality's starting to sit in with the Patriots. But th- this will be very think, special for the Astros. Think of this though: the the Yankees. When when did that start? Ninety six, ninety seven with Jeter and that mm-hmm. ro- run of their their core four: Posada, Mariano Rivera, Andy Pettit. And they went on that run where they didn't go to the World Series every year, right. but it was a couple times in a row. Every this could be that for the Astros. I mean, you're talking this is the third trip in five years. Now, granted, the Yankees won a bunch in there; they lost a couple, but you know, like th- this could continue on for another couple of years. Were they ever faced with a similar situation? Not the same because it's never the same. With a similar situation where you had a guy like Carlos Correa who you know, was up for a, a mega deal multiple years and they had to make the decision to either let him walk or sign multiple uh, good players for that same amount. I have to go back and look. There were there were guys who come and who who came and went. Uh, you know, John Wetland, Scott Brocious. I'm just trying to think back to some guys who were good on those teams. Uh, Clemens came and went. But, you know, the core four was what they kept stood. them together. It was the star behind the plate in Posada. It was the star shortstop at Jarek Jeter, who was so clutch in the postseason. Andy Pettit, so constant on the mound. And Rivera, the closer. The Those man. were four great guys. Um, you could argue the Astros from, I mean, maybe Jordan Alvarez is going to build himself into one of that core four of the Astros. Reagan, what's up, Reagan? Hey, Andy, how you doing? How are you? 
I'm doing well. Uh, long-time listener. I just got to call you out for saying that <laughs> South Carolina was going into Kyle Field. I was, trying to, I was trying to put a hot take out there, Reagan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it just struck me as funny. And then another thing, uh, when your baseball team is outscoring your football team, dude, you got a major problem. You got a problem. Uh, I'll let y'all go. Y'all have a great day. All right, and Reagan's referencing my upset pick of the week. I, I thought South, did South Carolina. <laughs> Look. It, this was not a shot at Texas A&M. It was actually giving props to the SEC. The SEC is so good, in my opinion, that when you have unranked teams in the SEC, you still have to approach them like they're a ranked team. I said last week I thought Tennessee could hang around with Alabama, and they did. It was a seven-point game in the start of the fourth quarter, and then Bama got a pick six and never looked back. They yeah. won by 28, but that was probably the most close game. LSU got rolled at Ole Miss, uh, kudos to the Aggies, man. Somebody wrote an article this morning. They said the Aggies will be looking back going, what if? Mm-hmm. This is a season of what if because they're going to steamroll the rest of their opponents. It's like, man, if we wouldn't have slipped up and lost those two games earlier in the year, the Aggies could be in the national championship picture. You say steamroll. They still have Auburn, Ole Miss, and LSU. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's that's tough. They'll be favored in, in all those. In all those? Okay, yeah. we'll see how it plays out. Quick timeout. We'll get back to the calls, and we'll hear, hear from Chaz McCormick as he sits down one-on-one with Chris Gordy. You definitely don't want to miss that. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. You're in the trenches. Stand up. Get your hands up. With N.D. Kalu. N.D. Kalu. Welcome in, welcome back in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. One hour down, one hour to go here in the trenches. I am ND Kalu. He is Chris Gordy. Jacob Beck on the other side of the glass, making it happen till 12. And at Stroh's relegation, that's tough. We were talking about dynasties, and our main man, Jay Money, talked about the Houston Astros. And if, or should I say when, they beat the Atlanta Braves, Will we be talking Dynasty? Obviously, we will. So, at Stroh's Relegation, good friend of the show, one of my twows. That's a Twitter pal. He says, okay, ND, real question. Houston Astros now or the Tim Duncan era Spurs? Tim Duncan era Spurs is the comparison. Which one had a stronger Dynasty? You ha- Come on. You have to go Spurs right now. No? Well, yeah. They weren't fun to watch, though. The Astros are fun to watch. The big fundamentals. Spurs are boring. <laughs> and the Spurs win at 89 to 84. What? Good point. Terrible. A win is a win. All right. We have a call from Viter. Charlotte from Viter is calling in. For those of us from Texas, we know what Viter is known for. And we all know who I am and what I am. We'll see how this call goes. Brace yourself. Miss Charlotte, how are you doing? 
I'm doing okay, but you're mistaken about what Vidal is now compared to what it was 40 years ago. That's what I love to hear. But I want to talk about the Astros. Do people realize that this has been done without JV, Mm -hmm. uh, without Garrett Cole, without Grinke who bailed on us? When we lost Lance McCullers, I was worried about our pitching team. Hey, our guys have come through for us. No, you bring Lambert up Bert Valdez mm-hmm. going eight and a half, eight and two thirds innings. Garcia coming back after he bailed in the first of, uh, and then coming back for the final game. They have been tremendous. These Astros listen to all the freaking flack that comes from the sour grape losers. They let it roll off of their back, and they go on with what they are there to do. And you know what impresses me the most is these guys, just like Chaz McCormick, who is fixing to come on. We've got these other guys from Sugarland. You can hear the hero worship in their voices when they refer to Jose Altuve, and I'm so glad Alec Bregman has got back. But these guys are role models for these kids that are coming in. I just wanted to say I'm no stranger to a World Series winner. I'm originally from Missouri, and my Kansas City Royals took two World Series wins. Took them 30 years to do it, but I've been transplanted down here for 40 years, so the Astros are my team. I am so proud of all of them. I run out of words. That's about all I got to say. That is a great call. So are you saying Viters to the point now where, Charlotte, you and I can go to a sports bar and enjoy the game together? And- you damn bitch. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for the call, Miss Charlotte. And that was a okay, great call. Okay, and I will be listening. I, hey, I tell you what. I listen on the radio. I don't have cable. But when it does come on Fox 4 Network, I watch it. But I listen to my radio and get so much information from Sparks and who's the other one? Robert Ford. Huh? Robert Ford. Robert Ford, yes. It is so interesting. One thing about the TV is I get to see what these guys look like. But other than that, I prefer my radio. I stayed up the last game. Until after midnight and listen to all of the stuff that was going in on in the Astros clubhouse. Well, thank you very, very much. Of course, you forget Robert Ford. <laughs> <laughs> the one brother on the broadcast. Vider ain't changed a bit. Well, I, I was just looking at Vider, some no, of the joking. stats, the, the demographics. It says the racial makeup of the city of Vider. Uh, last checked was at 97.3% white, 
0.1% African-American. No. Is that one family? I don't even know if that's what. Look, and for those that are wondering why we're, I mean, if you're from Texas, you know Vider, but I've told the story years ago when I first arrived at Rice University, and this statement's a little politically incorrect now, but this is what the, we were told. They gathered all the freshman football players up, and they said, all right, all right, guys, there's two places I don't want to ever find y'all. And they said one was Montrose for some homophobic reasons. They threw Montrose out there. And then they said for all the brothers on the team, do not go to Vider. If you ever have to go through Vider, make sure you're gassed up, but don't ever stop in Vider. And that's for your own safety. So that's what was told back to us back in 1993. And uh, we've had fun with that. You know, that story. I did a bit with Josh Ennis back in the day where we did Vider tales. So, you know, Miss Charlotte, she's saying, hey, things aren't aren't uh the same but apparently the stereotypes keeping people out of uh out of certain people out of moving to viter we appreciate her uh, for listening on the radio keep I it do. keep it tuned to uh, 790 uh by the way our buddy mattress mac got an offer this morning that he refused you know sometimes you say what? you get an offer yeah. you can't refuse mattress mac has put multiple bets on the astros to win the world series you know he's always got the you know the mattress uh you know come by ma- Tempur-Pedic mattress, get free. If the Astros win it all, you get it all. FanDuel offered Mattress Mac a $5.5 million cash out today, ND. He said no. No. $5.5 million. They said, look, we'll give you this to just go away and tear up this betting slip. Mac said no. Here's the deal. Uh, they said... Um, it says that it's become a tradi- tr- an annual tradition. Max stores offer mattresses for free on purchases of $3,000 or more if the Astros win the World Series. Counting the roughly $5.9 million in gross mattress sales from this past weekend, Max said his liability is in the mid-20 millions. He said, quote, my wife is going through the numbers now and she's getting nervous. Mac bet a total of $3.5 million. If the Astros win it, win it all, he will win $35.6 million. So basically, he's going to cover his butt. Like he's going to profit, but I guess it's not like crazy profit, right? Uh, but it said if if it wins, it will be the largest payout in legal gambling history, including a two million dollar bet he made with Caesars that would yield twenty million. So he's got multiple bets with multiple sports books. Okay, dumb question. I'm not afraid to ask it. If he bet three point five and he has a chance to win thirty, how are you saying it's not a major? Am I missing something? You said it's not a big payoff. Well, it's because he's so he sold just six million dollars in mattresses this past weekend. Okay, he was going to refund that if the Astros. Oh, win gotcha, all. gotcha. So gotcha. he's going to lose. I got you. A lot of this money. I, I thought it was more his bet. Like, hey, I'm betting three million, but it's when you factor in the money that he's given away or the mattresses he's given away. Right. He that, sa- he said FanDuel's the one who called and offered him the payout. Caesars said they do. It's not their policy to do cash outs. And not now. I mean, you. you you have to feel strong about the Astros winning this thing. Max said, if this was a regular bet, I might take it, but I have too much involved in the Astros right now. So he is ride he is ride or die with the Astros. I know he's a very, very successful, wealthy man, but you talk about that kind of money on the line, I wouldn't even be able to enjoy the game <laughs> until it's over, until it's completely over. He was at every game at at uh at, at Fenway Park. I'd walk up there and he's standing there right by the dugout. I'd say, Hey Mac, how you doing? He's there just waving and He's he's excited, but man, he, he's a fan, 
But I'm with you. Like, it comes to a certain point where there's a business decision here. And I'm like, man, it's more than just baseball for me now. Absolutely. And, you know, I want to give Miss Charlotte from Vider, Texas, some more props. Because early on, I was talking about, man, what a Cinderella story for Atlanta. They lose uh, Acuna, you know, mid-year. You talked about their one of their pitchers going out early in the year. I mean, the Astros haven't just been the, you know, picture of health going into it. And we know that he wasn't going to play this year. But when you do factor in Justin Verlander, when you do talk about uh, Odorizzi and some of the pitchers and Granky with the way he's playing, the way they haven't hit, it's not like it's just been easy selling and Lance McCullers being out. So they've suffered through some injuries and some uh, players that they expected to rely on not being there available for them. So it's, it's a great story for both squads. But... Yeah, it's exciting times for the Houston Astros right now. I do want to give a quick shout-out because there's some people on Twitter making it known. There's a, there's an account called GoCougs.com, and they, they tweeted out there at uh, Dana Holgerson's press conference, and they said, the 6-1 and one Houston Cougars meet, uh, they host number 19 SMU on Saturday, but only four media members showed up to Dana Holgerson's press conference this morning. Look, understand the Astros are holding their workout uh, in about, 45 minutes at Minute Maid Park. All the TV stations are there covering the World Series. We'll t- we'll we'll talk about the Cougs all this week, but just understand like th- there's limited you can only be in so many places at once, right? We were just talking about that with all the games going on with the Rockets on Friday night. You wish you could have a sold out crowd at Toyota Center and everybody there, but you had a, you know, AL pendant on the line over at Minute Maid Park. So We'll, we'll we'll do our share to give the Cougs the shine because they do have a chance to beat undefeated SMU, which would be a monster win for Dana Holgerson. 713-212-5790. We teased it enough. On the other side, you're going to hear Chris Gordy's one-on-one with Chaz McCormick as he gets ready for the World Series. We'll talk about that. You'll hear that and so much more in the trenches only on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in, welcome back. Not sure why Jacob went with the Whisper song, but still, uh, Yin Yang Twins from Atlanta. Atlanta, okay. Oh, I didn't know we were starting the Atlanta Houston battle just yet because the game doesn't start till, well, I guess the series does start tomorrow. So good for you, Jacob. Um, hey, speaking of that, someone who's going to be a part of that series, Chaz McCormick, you had a chance to catch up with him. So let us know when and where. Yeah, uh, yesterday Astro was having a workout and was able to spend a couple minutes with Chaz McCormick. I like the kid a lot. He's, uh, man, when you go back to back in March, he was just competing for a roster spot. Ends up making the team, and now he's playing an important role for this team with Jake Myers down with injury. He's kind of platooning with Jake down the stretch of the year, but with him out, you know, Jake Se- or uh, Jose Siri got a couple starts at Fenway just because of how that ballpark's built and they dusty favored defense. But Chaz McCormick's going to get a lot of starts here in this World Series, and he's been good. He's had some good plate appearances. So here was a couple minutes I caught up with uh, Chaz McCormick yesterday at the ballpark. Pleasure now to be joined by uh, Chaz McCormick from your Houston Astros. And Chaz, I'm sure this is exactly how you imagine it, right? You're sitting back in March getting ready for spring training. You're like, hey, a few months from now we'll be playing the World Series. The World Series, yeah, I did not um, I did not imagine that. But, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's incredible. It's special. And uh, this team is special. You know, every, everyone, you know, starting with the clubbies, coaches, the staff, trainers, players, um, you know, we deserve it, though. I mean, these guys, we've been through a lot this year, and, and I, it's – it's fun to see us, um, you know, get back to where we belong, um, and 
and it's uh it's it's fun to it's just fun to watch us you know especially watch our experience i mean not mine but like seeing the guys like when we're down or up by a lot like whatever whatever the case is is it it's fun to see us never out and always battle back especially at the end of the games that's what i was gonna ask being around guys like altuve correa these guys who've been here for so long done it for so long i mean they must bring that vet mentality where it's man you guys are never out of a game no totally totally it's it's fun to be under their wing and just learn from them and 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 try to win with them you know every everything we preach about clean defense and that's and that's what we've been doing all postseason all year and uh that's that's helped us uh get to the world series uh and it was cool to watch um you know after we're celebrating popping champagne in the in the clubhouse um i look over and carlos is kind of away in the corner eating his food you know acting like you know man i've been here so many times and and yeah that's exactly what what you see from these guys when we play every night like you, you, you can tell you can tell we've been there done that and you can tell um even at the, even after we uh won in the alds you know we didn't celebrate that crazy you know we were like okay on to the next one um even at the AC, alcs that was a little more important winning the pennant but um it was cool just to kind of like you you know we have one goal and and you know uh we're never satisfied we're always hungry which is cool all right how much has the phone blown up this the past few days yeah, it's been it's been a lot. There's been a lot of uh, text messages, calls, um, trying to keep up with everyone. It's, it's pretty tough, but you know it's just the support I have and, and support the Astros have. Um, you know, Houston's a great city, and, and it's fun to it's fun to you know see what everyone's thinking and, and all the congratulations. And you know, I can't be more blessed, more grateful in this situation. Um, and yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty awesome getting all that support. But do you get like your third grade English teacher reaching out for tickets now? Um, yeah, I was, that's what I was gonna say. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get a lot of. Um, that gets a little hectic when everyone's like, especially in the World Series now. Everyone's like, oh, let me get some tickets. Let me get some tickets. And I'm like, it's hard. I don't have like a, a you know, any amount of tickets I can hand out. I have a certain amount. Um, but it's. Uh, yeah, it's hard. I mean, obviously, I'll get tickets for the family, and, you know, I'm getting a ticket for my college coach because, you know, that's the least thing I do for him because he's helped me so much. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, you know, get whoever I can for tickets, and uh, I'm excited to just have my family here. That's the most important thing. Take me back out to Fenway. We were out there. We saw, I mean, that, that crowd was loud. Those yep. fans were into it. Yep. What was it like playing a playoff game out there in wow. a historic ballpark? It was it was awesome. That, that was like a dream of mine, you know, playing in ALCS in, in, the, in Fenway. That place was rocking. They have great fans. Um, it's really, really fun to play there. Um, it, it was hard. It was hard when I was in center field. It's hard. It was hard not to look at uh, the Boston fans, you know, them going crazy. Um, them singing singing songs of sweet caroline like that was that was one of the coolest things um you know watching those fans do that and playing in the historic park um and and it's just that's baseball that's play it just seems like that's october playoff baseball like when you play in fenway you know that's that's when you're playing in fenway it's it's okay that's time it's postseason baseball last thing for you obviously you you platooned a little bit jake's gotten some starts yep. uh he's out right now jose siri's gotten some starts mm -hmm. what's it been like for you because your numbers haven't been affected i mean you're a bat you're still giving good quality at bats exactly. what's your approach been like at the yeah. plate that's my uh, that's my job you know just to put tire the pitcher out in the eighth thing so we can flip the order around and get to the the big hitters um but you know it's 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 been pretty hard to keep some rhythm just because i've been in and out every day but like again it's a postseason so you got to stay ready no matter what 
Um, and and Dusty's been doing a great job platooning. Like I can, obviously I want to play every day. Obviously Myers wants to play every day. Obviously obviously Siri wants to play every day, especially in the postseason. But Dusty's been doing a great job platooning us and like keeping us ready, kind of knowing when we're gonna play matchups. Um, but yeah, you know you got to give a lot of credit to Dusty with with uh, how he's been doing this postseason because he's keeping all of us fresh and and he's doing the right job and he's putting in you know the perfect he's putting the perfect matchup for. For you know uh, the bullpen or center fielders, and um, yeah, it's it's been very helpful. But you know, I, I've I've just been staying prepared, and you know, whenever they whenever my name's in the lineup, um, I know my job is to bring energy, and um, you know, play clean defense and put good at bats up, and that's you know all I can do. Chaz, thanks so much for the time, man. Thank you, appreciate it. We'll be back right after this. That was Chaz Kane McCormick, one of your outfielders for the Houston Astros, join, joining our very own Chris Gordy. When you hear these guys, when you get a chance to you know learn more about them, he was taken in the what twenty first round. You and I joked that his signing bonus was one thousand dollars. To go from that to now playing on the biggest stage of his life, of any baseball player's life, it's pretty cool to be a witness and part of that. Yeah, and, and it's just man, the youthful exuberance. Like that, the moments are too big for the kid because it's like he doesn't know any better. And that's kind of what we saw from those guys from Altuve to Correa to, you know, when they were all coming up, it was like they were achieving this postseason success so quickly. And it's like, man, they don't know any better. They're going out there in these big pressure situations and coming through because they're not letting the moment be, be too big for them. Now, I do have to remind myself, Chaz is 26. So is this the time for him like to have a strong showing because he's not a spring chicken anymore? Well, that and that's the thing with some of these guys. It's like they spend – years and years in the minor leagues when you think about it, like brooks raley and that guy's come up big in a couple spots so far this big season this postseason i was looking at him i mean he's in his early 30s that mm-hmm. guy went and played in the korean league for a couple years like that that's where his career took him and so it's just so crazy how yeah i mean you got some guys who have just had a, a meteoric rise like the Correas and bregmans who didn't spend much time in the minors at all and they have other guys who, man, they've battled five, six, seven years just trying to get to the big leagues, and now they're here. So it is, uh, it is fun to see just all the different, uh, all the different pieces this Astros team has on this roster, and the international players. And you know, it's so cool to see, you know, a couple of these guys who, you know, Yuli and uh, Fromber and those guys, they don't speak much English. So it's just interesting to see them interact with Alex Bregman, who does know Spanish, and he's able to communicate and interact with those guys. Those things always just intrigue me. Jordan Alvarez, you know, he doesn't speak fluent English, yet he understands the game of baseball. He right. understands what it takes, what a pitcher's tendencies are, and all that kind of stuff. It's just one of those really cool things. We don't see that in a lot of sports. You know, NBA, you got you got some international flavor. NFL, you barely have any. Right. So it's just interesting to see the dynamic in baseball. Yeah, for the NFL, it's, uh, you're either from the South or the West Coast or the North. Uh, you know what? Except for some of the Islanders. But they know they're English and they are, you know, they are part of this great country. Oh, I see. you know what I saw when I was in Boston? I'll have to let them know this. I saw Northeastern University where Sean oh, Jones sure. went. Did you actually see the campus? Yeah. Nice. It's a nice school. It's right down the street from Boston University and Boston College and Fenway. I asked them if they knew who Sean Jones was. They said, who? Wow. How do they not know? They don't have football anymore. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They don't? I don't think so. Oh, then I blame Sean Jones. All that money he made, <laughs> he should have given them more money to uh, support the program. No, no. but when you talk about the mix of players, I always like that. When you have the youth, when you have the Jake Myers on your team, then you have the Grizzly veterans, but then you're like the Uncle Mike, Michael Brantley. But then you have those guys in their prime, like the Carlos Correa, like the Jose Altuves. I, I just like that healthy mix. So, again, exciting, exciting times here in Houston as the Houston Astros try to finish off this series with a World Series championship. 713-212-5790. One team that is not going to be mistaken for a true contender, the Houston Texans, as they fall to the Arizona Cardinals 31-5. to And it was pretty cool to see DeAndre Hopkins make the plays he made, to see J.J. Watt make those plays. They didn't have huge games stat-wise. You know, they didn't. J.J. Yeah. Watt only had one tackle, one tackle for loss, but yeah. he did make a big play. DeAndre Hopkins, he didn't have his... A 100-yard catching uh, day, 100-yard receiving day. He had seven catches for 53 yards and that one touchdown. But it was just cool to see them have the success that they're having. And when you look at what Kyler Murray's doing, and not just Kyler Murray, but the organization around him. And, and look, I tell Larry Stafford all the time, hey, you have to get over the Deshaun Watson ordeal. But, man, it kind of reminds you what could have been here. They bring in Kyler Murray. It's a gutsy move to take him number one, number one, when they had Josh Rosen on the roster. So they put their faith in Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, a five foot nine, five foot ten NFL quarterback who some people said would have been better off playing baseball. But not only do they bring him in, what do they do? They continue to surround him with weapons. When you look at the fact that they brought in A.J. Green, when you look at the fact that they traded for DeAndre Hopkins, then they're not done. They bring in Zach Ertz from the Philadelphia Eagles, who ends up leading them in receiving yards this game. And then they also have, we talked about that mix of young talent. You have a guy at the receiver, um, oh, what's his name? Ronaldo, not Ronaldo, Uh yeah, Rondell Moore. You know, Rondell Moore, young player who, if he's on, if he's with the Texans, he's their star wide receiver. If he's with 10 to 15 other teams in the NFL, he's starting. But they just continue to give him the pieces to be successful. And as of right now, I don't think it lasts, but the Arizona Cardinals are still the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Is that who you're going to root for the rest of the way? The are Cardinals? You, are we now de facto no. Cardinals fans? You know what? Here, here's the thing. I don't have just one team. I pretty much root for, you know, just give me the matchup and I'll tell you who I'm rooting for. But man, you can't be imp- you can't be all but impressed with them making the gutsy move. Think about this: when they hired Cliff Kingsbury, everybody was like, "What in the world are they thinking?" And I, I knew I'm not gonna sit up here and say, "Oh, I would have made that hire," but I knew the thought. The NFL is changing to an offensive first league, even though Cliff Kingsbury did not have the uh, the wins did not have the success that he wanted to have with Texas Tech. You knew that he was going to bring offense to an NFL team. So maybe offensive coordinator is what you would think at first, but to get, bring him in as a head coach, then they make another gutsy move by by drafting a five foot nine guy to play quarterback with the number one overall pick. It's all paying off, but I like what they've surrounded him with. When we come back, we got to get into we, we we touched on it a little bit. But the Deshaun Watson uh, rumors, rumors yep. are the trades are heating up. We are what nine days away from the trade deadline, 
So it's getting down to it, and everybody kind of thinks if the Texans are going to do this, they're going to do it the next handful of days. The question is, can you maximize the return? The good news for the Texans is the last week or so, all it's been is the Dolphins. Now the Panthers have thrown their name into that. Oh, we got to talk about that and so much more. If you want to jump in, 713-212-5790 in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Don't you let out the antidote. Welcome in, welcome back on this Monday. Feels like midweek because I'm excited. Because typically when it's Thursday, Friday, you get excited because you know the weekend's fixing to come. And I'm not talking about the singer, I'm talking about the actual weekend. But now we have something to look forward to because tomorrow the Houston Astros take the field against the Atlanta Braves. I got so many buddies in Atlanta too. You know what? Hugh Douglas, he's a, he has a show on Atlanta. Maybe we need to call him yeah, and do some get him on trash the talk, talk some cross talk. Um, is, uh, who's Stan Norfleet riding with? He's in Carolina. I know he was in Atlanta for a while. No, he was. So, yeah, I wonder who he is pulling for. But you know what? He finally got picked up. And I say finally because he's one of the best in the biz. And his show is on when our show's. Or airing. So yeah. for those who've been wondering where Stan the man, Norfleet, uh, he's on air pretty much the same time we are on. We should have thought of that the week they played the Panthers. We could have done like a crosstalk segment where, you know, you, you we've done that a couple times in the past where you get, you connect with the other station and the interviews airing on both stations at the same time. He actually, so what they did, their show runs about an hour after ours. So I jumped on with them, but we were going to do something, but then we're like, mm, Carolina, Texas, no, <laughs> it's not that serious. And who knew that loss would be the string, the start of six straight losses for the Texans. Remember, we were optimistic then. We were like, man, all right, you played okay. You just fell apart down this. Right. You know, if you can go to Cleveland, find a, or, or, or no, 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 that was after the Cleveland loss, right? So that was that was the start. That was Davis Mills' first start. Right. Never mind. We're, our hopes were already crushed by that game. <laughs> and I've there isn't any like I say, Jonathan Grenard, outside of Brandon Cooks, you could argue is the best player that's available. That's exciting. Roy Lopez, seeing what he's doing as a former defensive lineman, I like that. But other than that, it's like man, like where are these victories going to come from? Because I just don't see it. Speaking of AFC South. Before we get into the Deshaun Watson rumors, don't count out those Indianapolis Colts just yet. Now, they beat a struggling San Francisco 49er team 30-18, to but Jonathan Taylor, he's no Derrick Henry, but he is second in the league in rushing yards. He is a running back that you can rely on. Uh, I would not be surprised if the Colts put a string of wins together, but I think the AFC South is going to go through the t- through Tennessee. Did you, how much of that game did you watch last night? It was nasty. The uh, Colts and the Niners. No, yeah. I was going back and forth. Yeah, it was between. Oh, you weren't here. Not good football. I got hooked on something you've been telling me about for months now. What's that? Game of Thrones. Oh, look at you! I was you came the, around. I was on the stationary bike, and I was like, ah, "Let me see, you know, what this is all about." Then my wife, because she's been, she's watched it multiple times. Uh-huh. She's like, "Okay, whatever you have to do, you have to watch stick, at least two episodes." Through, yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Oh, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I should not have done <laughs> how, that. How deep are you? I'm on the fourth episode of the third season. Okay, so you're you're into the thick of it now. Yeah, Ross told me si- season six, it gets a little slow. 
is what he said. They're all good, though. It's it's, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, that, that first season, when they start killing people off, you're like, whoa. Yeah, I did not expect his head to be chopped off. The um, somebody, somebody whose head might be chopped off, depending on where he's going. Uh, Deshaun Watson, trade rumors heating up. The Carolina Panthers is from our own Aaron Wilson. The Carolina Panthers emerging as a strong suitor now for the, uh, the te- former Texans quarterback. Watson has made it clear he would waive his no-trade clause to go to the Miami Dolphins. That's his first choice. But now uh, they're saying that the uh, he respects the Panthers and would consider them as a potentially solid opportunity should a deal get close to being hammered out. The Texans still want at least three first-round picks and a package of premium selections and or high-quality players in exchange for Watson. The Panthers are disappointed in starting quarterback Sam Darnold, who they benched in their fourth loss in a row Sunday. Question is, ND, if you want to pull up the Panthers roster, who would intrigue you if they say, eh, we don't want to do all the draft picks. We don't want to do three first. You know, we'll, we'll give you two firsts and two seconds and this player and this player. Who would intrigue you? First of all, I'll say this. If I'm the Texans, I'm and I've heard people say, oh, I don't want 50 cents on the dollar. I don't want 70 cents on the dollar. Whatever it may be. It's time to move on. It's time to get the best deal available right now and move on. Whether it comes, and I'll answer your question, but I just want to put that out there because, you know, people like to pretend that they're a businessman or businesswoman of the year and, oh, no, you have to stand firm. No, you don't. Like, right now, you talk about these are damaged goods. Andrew Brandt, who's been a great friend of the show, who understands and knows the business of football, he tweeted this out. And I quote, I cannot believe an NFL owner in this current climate, especially, would bring in Deshaun Watson and and be the face of his fan base with lawsuits circling the player, no matter how good a trade deal they could get. Like, that's a guy that was a executive general manager for the Green Bay Packers, was an agent, is still very involved in the game, is saying that regardless of the deal, he he can't imagine an NFL owner facing his uh, fan base and bringing in Deshaun Watson. So my point is, does that mean you don't trade for him? No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying don't sit up here and expect to get the same amount that you would get if he didn't have these accusations. Emphasis on the word accusation. So with that being said, is there anybody on Carolina Panthers roster? Look, the obvious thought is um, Christian McCaffrey. No. But exactly, <laughs> because he's not playing. There, there isn't so, and I'm trying to think. Well, let me give you a couple names because these are names that I would absolutely consider in a package. One is Brian Burns, still on his rookie deal. He's got another year to go, and he's got his fifth year, fifth year option. Yeah, very, very good defensive end. Another one is uh, uh, what's Shaq his name? Thompson. Uh, yeah, no, not no. interested in him. Uh, Derek Brown, big defensive tackle from Auburn. He's still on his rookie deal. Still has several years to go. I like him a lot. In the secondary, I doubt they're going to be willing to give up J.C. Horn, who they just took with the top 10 pick. Um, well, he's out for the year anyway, right? He's coming back at okay. some point. He is hurt right now. Jeremy Chin, uh, strong safety, really good on his rookie deal, has played very well for them. I think he's a piece. On the offensive side of the ball, I like Terrace Marshall Jr., the wide receiver from LSU. He's a rookie. I think he could be a piece. He wouldn't be the one player. I would need multiple players. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, the running back from Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. again, on a rookie deal. I think he shows some promise. And then on the offensive line, this would be interesting. I have a couple guys. I like Cameron Irving, who's played left tackle. Their right tackle, Taylor Moton, 
Very underrated player, but they just gave him a fat contract. He's about to be $20 million a year. Mm. Now, maybe you can make the, the salary for salary work for Deshaun. You know, if you're giving up Deshaun, you take some salary back in return. I'd be willing to take Moton because he's a franchise right tackle. You just plug and play and let him go. So, anyway, those are just some names to consider because you got to think it's not just going to be draft picks. It's going to be draft picks and and names. Those names are good pieces. I like the fact that you brought up guys still on their rookie deal, so you're not too concerned with how much they're making per year. You forgot the biggest name of all, former Houston Roughneck quarterback P.J. Walker, so you, you want to bring him no, back I'm, to fill in. I'm okay. You're okay with him? What about Sam Darnold? Do you just throw him in there? No. I don't want any of your other – we already have crap quarterbacks. I don't need more crap quarterbacks. I respect that. So what do you do? Okay, with, with these pieces – and with the two, three first-round picks, what are you doing with them? Laying a foundation, starting over. Who are you dra- what, what position are you drafting in this upcoming draft? If I have I'm not even t- going to say give me a person. If I have a, a top-five pick, I am taking my next franchise quarterback. That, okay, you watch uh, probably mm, as much college football, if not more, than I do. Mm-hmm. Is there any quarterback out there that you're excited about? On October 25th of 2021, no. Mm-hmm. But uh, just two years ago, when I kept hearing Justin Herbert's name, I was like, man, just doesn't ex- like I watched him at Oregon. He didn't he didn't wow me. Justin Herbert, the NFL player, has wowed me. He's won me over. So it's easy to look at this quarterback crop right now and go, man, none of these guys look good. None of these guys impress me. Wait till April. Wait till okay. the combine. Wait till all this. I bet we're saying, singing a different tune once the Senior Bowl and the combine will come. I respect that. Seven one three two one two five seven nine zero. Titan Rick, we see you there. You'll be first up on the other side. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. It was this piece that I knew back from ATC. Graduated, made it. Welcome in, welcome back. One more segment to go here in the trenches. If you want to jump in, hurry up and don't suck. 713 212 5790. We were talking about the AFC South, and I was giving props to the Indianapolis Colts as they beat the San Francisco 49ers. And, yes, they are two games behind the Tennessee Titans who don't look to be slowing down, and none other than Titan Rick is welcome into the trenches. What's going on, Rick? Man, what's going on, Indy? <laughs> what's up, brother? I come here every time I call, man. You got to have that old long side. <laughs> like I'm getting on your last nerve, man. I, I ain't come to the world y'all knows and that. I told you I'm done with the Texas, man. I see y'all in five years and y'all competitive. Because of that, that, that's why you get the long side, because you remind us of that, that it's going to take at least five years to become competitive. That's what's up, man. That's the truth, Andy. I ain't trying to be mean. It is. Andy, I wanted to ask you a question, brother. Hmm. Your NFL experience playing defense. I watched my secondary of, of, was made up of practice squad players and guys we signed out for other people practice squad players yesterday. And in my opinion, I've watched the Titans all year. They played better than the starters so far. Uh, how that work, brother? You, that, that's actually a good question, and I won't go too deep into it, Titan Rick, but there's a lot of politics involved with 
who should be starting, who shouldn't. When guys have been signed by one general manager or his uh, his group of scouts, they tend to give those guys more chances to be the starters. And then when you have these backup guys come in and play well when somebody goes down, it's like, eh, you, you know what? We still can't justify playing you because we gave the big contract to fill in the blank. So a lot of it has to do with politics. I, I had a real quick, I had a situation where I was drafted in the first, fifth round, five, fifth round, same position, same year. A guy was drafted in the first round ahead of me. I ended up playing before he was dressing, had a good game to start my career. And right after the game that Monday, the coach told me, hey, you're not going to suit up next week. And I was like, I gave him a confused look and he's all, trust me, it came from above me. So you see what I'm saying? There, there's a lot of those politics and the general manager has to look good with the people that they have brought in. Uh Oh, did we lose him or is it my headphones? Can you hear him? All right, Titan Rick, if you can hear us, we could not hear you. So you'll definitely be available to call back uh, tomorrow to make your point. Robert out in Pearland. What's going on, Robert? Hey, guys. MD, Chris, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Hey, uh, I got a question for you guys. A, uh, a lot of people, uh, myself included, obviously have the Astros as the favorite and obviously being a fan of the Astros for – all my life, I I really want them to win another World Series. But if you look at this Atlanta Braves team, even, I mean, with Acuna, Acuna Jr. last year, I mean, they took the Braves 3-1 three, three to one lead. I mean, they took a 3-1 lead in that, in that series last year. They took a 3-1 lead in this series this year. And now they have Charlie Morton. And uh, I, I just... I would have to say I have nightmares about this uh, pitching matchup. I mean, we got some we got some throwers, but uh, I mean, it, they just didn't. I mean, it, it wasn't even really a, a a tough matchup against the Dodgers. I mean, they they I think they scored first in every single game. So maybe maybe four of the games they scored first, but. What do you guys think about the pitching matchup? And I'll hang up and listen. I'll say this. A lot of people are giving that matchup, like when you look head-to-head, who has uh, better starting pitchers, they give that advantage to the Braves. When, when you look at uh, you know Ian Anderson, Charlie Morton you bring up, and you compare it to a pitching staff that's not going to have Lance McCullers because he's unlikely to be available for the World Series, and you look at the struggles. Now, obviously, the last two games for the Houston Astros, you could point to the pitching of Framber Valdez, Luis Garcia and say they've done a great bang up job. But when you throw in Jose Urquidy, uh, Zach Granke not being able to pitch, uh, you know, for more than three innings, you get a little bit nervous because you just don't know which arms you're going to get, which starting pitchers you're going to get. So, no, you're not the only one who's a little concerned about the starting pitchers. Now, my baseball-minded friends that I, I pick their brain and talk to, they feel like when you start talking relief pitchers, then the advantage goes to the Houston Astros. But no, absolutely, when when you talk about starting pitching and when you've seen the struggles, you've seen the injuries coming out of the Houston Astros uh, pitching staff, it, it, it's fair to say that you may give that edge to the Braves, and it's definitely fair to be a little concerned with with that head to head matchup, Miss Carol, how you doing, Miss Carol? Let me tell you something, man. Steve Garden, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I, I respect y'all's opinion, but I'm gonna tell you this: 
We are going to do it. Now, I, I, I was at the game Friday night in the suite, the luncheon suite, and I enjoyed it myself. And you talking about penny fever. This, 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 uh, uh, MD, this, this, this team is rolling. And maybe it sure as fat meat is greasy and charcoal gonna stay black. I'm here to tell you. Now, I, yeah, I've been blind all my life. And out of all the 16 years, the 16 years I've been here in Houston. Now, you know, I'm from knowledge, you know, I'm, you know, I'm from formerly the Big Easy, better known as the Big Hard now. But anyway, uh, these fans is just as bad as A1 as you can get. Now, I understand, Steve, Gordy, you went to Boston, but I'm going to tell you, ain't nothing like the Houston fans. We are in 100 days. Listen, everybody at that ballpark treat me, treat me like a queen. And maybe that's his match. I give it to him, baby. I'm going tomorrow night, baby. And if there's a way I can get there around, I'll go there too. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I, the Braves ain't no pushover to enough. But baby, the Astros is what's happening. Woo, I like it. The Astros was happening. You heard it from Miss Carol. And she, she, she dropped a little, uh, I'm a VIP. I was in the suite. She was in the suite cheering them on. So, Miss Carol, we appreciate you calling in. Don't be a stranger to the show. We pumped up tomorrow. Tomorrow it happens. We'll have our pregame show here in the trenches. Whatever else you want to get into, God willing, we'll be here for you in the trenches only on Sports Talk 790. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.